Hey, hi, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Barely Bookish. We are once again reading Pride and Prejudice, and I am joined by the lovely Amanda Fay. Uh, she's not here for this little intro, but I'm sure she's just excited as I am to get into this. Um, if you haven't, if this is your very first episode of Barely Bookish, welcome. Hi, how are you? Uh, please enjoy. But I just want you all to know that these are spoiler inclusive, so if you have not read Pride and Prejudice, please be sure to do that first and then come back to our episodes. But they are a lot of fun. Um, I hope you really enjoy them. Also, if you are sort of getting down with the quarantine blues and you want to join a virtual book club, I host one. We are currently read a, reading A Song of Wraiths and Ruin. Um, just go to barelybookish.com slash connect and you can get the Discord link and join us for uh, that wonderful reading. We do pick new books all the time, so there's always something that we're reading, always something new to read, and I really hope you'll enjoy it. But without further ado, let's get into this episode of Barely Bookish. So, chapter 38, uh, Collins continuously toots his own horn for a minute about knowing Catherine again, and then Elizabeth and uh, Marie, Charlotte's sister, are going to stay at uh, with Jane at Elizabeth's aunt's and uncle's house for a little bit. So, chapter 39, Elizabeth and Jane are back home again. They kind of have like a quick turnaround, and Wickham is going to go marry Mary King, and she's got... Oh, is not going to anymore because she went away to her uncle in Liverpool. That was like a short thing anyways. Yeah. So, chapter 40. Elizabeth fills Jane in on everything that happened with Mr. Darcy. Elizabeth is trying to figure out if she should reveal the truth about Mr. Darcy. Um, and then she kind of ends up telling Jane, but they decided not to tell the entire family. But she doesn't tell Jane about uh, Bangley. She just doesn't want to bring it back up again. And then uh, while Elizabeth is home, she can also see how much Jane cares about Bingley, which makes me so sad. Like, in this part. Because I'm like, oh, no, they have love. They should be together. (laughs) It is sad. Yeah, that part hurt me. That hurt me. So, chapter 41. Lydia is going to Brighton after the soldiers and staying with a friend to try and catch a husband. Which is the beginning of the downward spiral. <laughs> um, Elizabeth is trying to get her father to check Lydia so that she doesn't embarrass them all. And uh, the family went out to dinner with some of the soldiers. Elizabeth tells uh, Wiccan that she actually saw Darcy and the Colonel. And it makes Wickham super uncomfortable. Oh yeah, he's like squirming in his seat. He's like, uh, 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 uh. Oh yeah. So, uh, chapter 42, Lydia has officially gone after the officers and is staying with a family friend, but her letters are leaving much to be desired. She basically is just saying, like, okay, sure, yep, having fun, definitely safe, and that's about it. Well, she's not the brightest crayon in the box, so I bet writing is painful for her. And she'd much rather be, like, speaking, going out with boys than actually writing home to her family. Yep. Um, Elizabeth's trip with her aunt and uncle is now going to be a bit shorter and they won't make it to the lakes, which is 
um, which Elizabeth is really disappointed about. Elizabeth aunt, Elizabeth's aunt and uncle arrive and drop their kids off to be watched by Jane. So they're traveling, and they're at um, Pemberley, which is where Darcy grew up. And um, in this moment, I was like, oh, I think he still owns it. And Elizabeth is nervous that she'll run into him. Bom, bom, bom. Bom, bom, bom. So Elizabeth hears that they're not going to be home for the summer, so she relaxes and g- ends up going. So uh, chapter 43. Elizabeth kind of, in- uh, kind of loves the natural beauty of Pemberley. And she's really enjoying it. And she's like, ooh, maybe I should have married that guy. Because, like, this is a really nice house. <laughs> and you can tell how much care they put into it. Because mm-hmm. it's not just a nice house. It's like they actually enjoy it and care for it, which I love. And I, I, the outside, too. She just, you know how much she loves to be outside. And the mm-hmm. outside is just beautiful. Yeah. I just, when they showed the house on, like, the 2005 remake, I was like, oh. Like, yeah, yeah, I would also marry someone who's not that great of a person for the house. So. <laughs> like, I get it. And then I thought it was kind of weird that they were evil, even able to get into this house. Like, I didn't, is that something that people did if they were rich is, like, visit their house even when they aren't there? Yep, they, uh, most of the times they have the public wing and the private wing. Okay. So they, people weren't allowed to go to the private wings of the house Obviously, because that's where where the actual people lived, but the private, the public wings were. It was it was expected that if you owned a great house, I mean that's what that's why it was called a great house. You know, it was meant to be on display, so it was it was expected (laughs) that if you owned one of these types of properties and you wanted to show it off. I mean, sometimes you know, some of these houses, you know, they'd spend a thousand years collecting and organizing and they've got portraits of grandparents that are you know 600 years old on the wall they want to show this off to to people they want to they want people to say oh look at how pretty it is look at what a good job you've done yeah so yeah that was that was part of the housekeeper's job was to make sure that the house stayed presentable for course because like I don't know, maybe, I just don't know that much about history, I guess, but I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, right? Like, <laughs> um, so then, this is the point where she's, like, Elizabeth's starting to feel a little sad that she rejected the proposal, because she absolutely loves the house, and uh, then they say, after saying that Darcy's not going to arrive all summer, they say that Darcy's supposed to arrive the house tomorrow with uh, some friends, and that Miss Darcy is going to be coming with them. So, uh, she's like, okay, well, at least we came today, so I won't see him. Whoops. Whoops. Um, the housekeeper thinks super highly of both the Darcys, which I thought was really nice, because I think the fact that they treat the people who work for them well shows a lot about their character. Yes. So, um, and it sounds like... This is where uh, the housekeeper kind of talks about how good of a brother Darcy is and how he absolutely spoils his little sister, which I thought was super cute. Um, Elizabeth is starting to warm to Darcy more. And at this point, I wasn't calling it love. I don't think that she was in love with him yet. I think she just doesn't hate him. So then I was like, in my notes, it just says, Darcy showed up with an exclamation mark. <laughs> and he immediately comes up and greets them after being in complete shock by spying them from like across the field. He's like, 
Oh, there's people in my house. Oh, it's Elizabeth. Now, you've seen the 2005 movie. Mm-hmm. Did you watch, and I'm, I'm assuming this isn't no, but did you watch the BBC miniseries? No, not yet. Have you, even though you have not watched the BBC miniseries, have you seen the coming out of the lake scene? No. It is probably one of the most famous scenes in cinematic history, and it is yeah. what made Colin Firth, because Colin Firth played Darcy. In yeah, the I saw that. Yeah. So in the miniseries, the way they see each other is he is coming home all by himself, you know, mm-hmm. and he comes up to a little lake on the property, and he's like, it's hot, I'm by myself, nobody's here, whatever. So he strips down to his under things and jumps in the water. <gasps> oh. Now, oh, remember, no. the under things at that point in time were still, mm-hmm. you know, longish pants, and he's got his, his breeks on, and he's got, but just the white shirt that, you know, they don't have buttons or anything, so mm-hmm. the white shirt is open a good chunk of the way so you can see some skin and so he jumps into the water we see him swimming for a little bit she's walking around the property and as he's coming out of the water still wet is when they run into each other hold on okay we're pausing i'm gonna i have to look this up so that we can talk about it right now hold on yes let me just pull it up oh that handsome man changed his career i mean everything he's done from this point on has been to try to not be typecast as darcy but he's so beautiful but then he's he's actually played darcy twice if you want to think about um he did it in this and then he did it in bridget jones diary oh really have you not seen bridget jones diary no it's a modern retake on pride and prejudice oh i'm gonna have to watch it he plays darcy in that one too Okay, well, now that you, when, when you're done watching that, I have to talk to you about another one then that okay. you'll enjoy just as much. I got to the point where they got awkward, so we're good. We're good. I, I've experienced it. I appreciate it. Okay. I had to know. There is another BBC miniseries mm-hmm. based off of a Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice retelling or sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, that book is called Lost in Austin. And what happens in that book is a modern day woman mm-hmm. who is obsessed with Pride of Pre- me, me, <laughs> um, goes through a portal mm-hmm. in a bathroom and ends up inside Pride and Prejudice as Elizabeth. Oh, and wow. Elizabeth switches with her and ends up in modern day London or New York or wherever oh, it gosh. is. And so there's a BBC miniseries based off of it's such a good book based off of that book but they recreate the water scene for the bbc miniseries mm-hmm. in like a different fashion but that one is is even better because the guy that plays darcy is super cute and we actually see him rise from the water and his shirt is all see-through and you can yes. see all his abs yes. through the water and um uh, that's what I need in my life. I think, if I remember correctly, because it's been a long time since I've seen the... But I, I think she actually asks him, because she's, she's obsessed with... She's seen everything. So I think mm-hmm. she actually asks him to jump into the lake and then to come back out so she can recreate the scene from <laughs> oh the original BBC miniseries. I, oh, I need that. I need to see that. That's so funny. 
So I hope you weren't planning on leaving Pride and Prejudice universe anytime soon because it's going to well, take you. Now. It's going to take you a good six weeks to get through all this, depending on how quickly you read. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, okay, so back to the book. I get so distracted because there's so many good side versions of this. <sighs> So, um, Elizabeth is immediately regretting coming as soon as he's left. And uh, she's starting to wonder what he thinks of her and if he still likes her. And this is the point where I was like, oh, yes, she's starting to catch feelings. So, as they're walking through the woods, Darcy comes back out to meet them again. And Elizabeth introduces Darcy to her aunt and uncle. And he stays and walks with them and offers her uncle to come and fish as much as he wishes. So Elizabeth tells Darcy that she was told he would not be there. Darcy asks if he can introduce um, his sister to her. And I was like, yes, yes, it's love. It's love. Um, Elizabeth says she'll meet his sister and she thinks that uh, Darcy is probably trying to set her up or something. So Elizabeth is uh, now leaving with her aunt and uncle and they um, are talking about how much they like Darcy. And this is the point where Elizabeth's aunt Elizabeth's aunt is like, ooh, do you, you you like Darcy, don't you? And she's like, no, I just think he's okay. And she's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, I mean, as they made it very clear, I'm sure, the master of the house coming out to greet people that are touring yeah. is not something that's heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not his job. He cares nothing about it, you know. So just the fact that he came running back out of the house, he switches clothes and everything because he's like a hot mess. He's been riding. Yeah. He's covered in dirt. So he runs into the house, says, oh, my God, people. He's yelling at the the the, the housekeeper. He's like, you know, what did they do? What did they say? How did you treat them? Did you offer them this? Did you offer them that? At the same time, his butler's stripping him down, changing his clothes, putting him back on, making sure he looks okay. And he's back out of that house 15 minutes later, chasing them down the walkway. You know, that alone, they're looking at Mr. Darcy like the, you know, something yeah. fishy, something fishy's going on here. Because even the fact that, that Darcy even looked in their direction mm-hmm. is setting off all sorts of warning bells. That just was yeah. not done in that that time and age. It was so improper for him to to come up to them like that yeah so. i'm now imagining that um darcy was uh like doing that thing where you run until you're like close enough and then he starts walking casually like he wasn't running and he's like nah, nah, nah. oh absolutely that is you know that that's what had to happen because look at how big that property is yeah okay not just and in, in the movie and the book you know for him the, the the driveway is like six miles. So for yeah. him to get from inside his house to where they were trying to get mm-hmm. back into their carriage, dude had to haul ass. And then as soon as he got close enough, he dropped down and had to regulate his breathing so it didn't look like he was huffing and puffing to catch up to them. He's like, just bring a horse, bring it, make it meet me at the door. <laughs> I will ride. I'm going to sprint that horse, you know, we'll get there. And then he gets off the horse and he's like, I just casually walked back. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... Warning bells were going off in the ant's head for sure. Yeah, it had to have been like 15 minutes that he was gone. Because mm-hmm. they all, they didn't make it very far. It's awesome. 
So Elizabeth uh, fills them in on what she heard from Darcy without actually telling them what he said because they were really in support of uh, Wickham. Seems like everybody was. And yeah, so she didn't like tell them the whole story, but like enough for them to be like, ooh, wait a diddly darn minute. <laughs> so uh, chapter 44. Darcy is uh, bringing his sister over to meet Elizabeth, which I was like, yes, cute. We'd love to see it. Um, and Elizabeth is nervous. It seems like she's starting to question if she really likes Darcy at this point. And uh, Miss Darcy is like really shy and just as nervous as Elizabeth. And they make mention that like most people think of Miss Darcy as like being kind of stuck up because she's so nervous and she doesn't really like to talk. But Elizabeth's aunt and uncle are just kind of like, oh, she's just shy. You know, she's nervous, which I thought was shows a lot about their characters because they don't frown upon her for being shy. They're just like, oh, she must be shy. Yep. Like, they don't seem like they want to think bad of someone they don't really know, which I thought was nice. And also, I want to put point out again how strange it is that he brought his sister to her. Yeah. Okay. They were expecting, they, they were expecting a request to come mm-hmm. to, she's a high-bred lady. She's the highest-ranked female in this parish. Yeah. You know, the fact that the very first day they arrived, she showed up to meet Elizabeth Mm-hmm. is 100% out of that's not the way things should have been done at all. Yeah. They should have gotten the invitation to come and wait on her. And mm-hmm. the fact that Darcy brought them that quickly right away is is something else that is setting off all sorts of warning bells for the aunt uncle that says this dude is mad in love with our niece. Yeah. Cuz yeah, she they, it shouldn't have been like that in that time and age. For Darcy to come to Elizabeth instead of Elizabeth coming to her was way out of the ranking. I know. I'm just imagining her aunt being like, so uh, why'd that happen? This is like, oh, you know, (laughs) casual, you know, just a thing he likes to do. Not specifically to me, but like, don't read too much into it. (laughs) He's always breaking protocol like that. Always. Literally, though. So... um, Elizabeth's aunt and uncle can tell that Darcy is absolutely in love with Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth notices that, uh, wait. Oh, so, uh, I guess Bingley's there now and Elizabeth notices that Bingley does not seem to have any feelings for Miss Darcy, which, uh, makes Elizabeth pretty happy because she's like, okay, there's still a chance. Yep. So Elizabeth is noticing that Darcy's manners are drastically better and wondering if it's just Elizabeth that caused him to change his mind or if it's something else. And I'm like, it's just you. It's just you. (laughs) So the Darcy's invited Elizabeth and her family to join them for dinner and they immediately uh, immediately agree. And Elizabeth's starting to decide how she feels about Darcy. She's not really sure, but I'm like, you're in love. (laughs) So Elizabeth uh, really appreciates that he seems to be willing to forgive that uh, she looked down on him and she's starting to think that he definitely still likes her. Um, her uncle is uh, also decides to go fishing at Darcy's that morning. So they're all starting to bond and have a good time. Woo-hoo. I know. Woo-hoo. I love it. So chapter 45, Elizabeth thinks that uh, Miss Bingley's dislike of of uh, Elizabeth started to originate in jealousy. And I was like, that's a fact. Yes. 
And Elizabeth mm-hmm. is uh, back now for dinner at Pemberley with her aunt, and they are greeted by all the ladies. None of the boys are back from fishing yet. Uh, Miss Darcy is incredibly shy, and I kind of felt bad because she's she seems really nice, but she just doesn't really talk at all during the dinner. Um, and they're all eating, and the boys haven't showed up yet, and Elizabeth is starting to wonder what's taking them so long. Darcy walks in, and as soon as he does, everybody in the party watches him in this suspicion to see how he reacts to Elizabeth, which I thought was so funny, because everyone's mm-hmm. like, instead of like just being like, oh, hey, Darcy, they're like, how's he going to react? How's he? Because <laughs> everybody knows that he's in love with her. I know. And and he, he knows it, too. He's not even trying to hide it anymore. I know, and Elizabeth's like, I am uncertain, unsure, and I'm like, it's certain. It's a certainty. He loves you. I'm so um, glad we're past that. Oh, I was going to say, I'm so glad we're past that point where people could be honest with their feelings, but I guess we're really not past that point. We just, we should be past that point. <laughs> I know. And now everyone still doesn't want to say how they feel. So Miss Bingley is so incredibly jealous that she keeps trying to draw Elizabeth's attention away as if that's going to help the situation. I'm like, what is that trying to fruit? But it's fine. So... Miss Bingley tries to convertly ask about uh, Wickham, and Elizabeth responds without any real emotion and glances at Darcy, which seems to make Darcy incredibly happy. Heck yeah, it does. Like, I don't think she understood, like, Miss Bingley understands, like, Caroline understands that this is completely backfiring on her. And the more he, the, she's trying to make Elizabeth look bad, mm-hmm. but the more she tries to make Elizabeth look bad, the more Darcy looks down on her for being mm-hmm. disrespectful and stuff, for being True. rude. True. Like, try to have a better personality and it might uh, help you in your favor. Not. <laughs> so, Miss Bingley tries to talk trash about, um, to Miss Darcy about Elizabeth. And Miss Darcy's not into it because she really likes Elizabeth, which makes me happy because at least Elizabeth gets a sister-in-law that she, like, likes and you know that he, I mean, he had to have, I wish I could know how much he's talked about her to his sister. For his sister yeah. to be so worked up over seeing her already. Mm-hmm. I mean, does she know the whole story? Does she know he's already proposed? Or, you know, I'm what's imagining going on? He does, she does, because I'm imagining they're pretty close. And then I'm also thinking that, like, every time he sits down to read a book, he's like, you know, Elizabeth would like this book. And Caroline's just like, I bet she would. <laughs> I'm imagining it's something like that, where every time he does something, he's like, Elizabeth would enjoy this. <laughs> Probably. So, um, Miss Bingley then goes on to talk about how ugly Elizabeth is. And Darcy says that he thinks she's beautiful and leaves the room. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like a drop the mic sort of moment. <laughs> I know. He's like, he's not going to stand for it. Because Caroline is just so hateful. And he's like, I'm not interested in this conversation. I'm just going to leave. Peace out. When you say peace out, my brain goes, A-town. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, chapter 46. Lydia went off to Scotland with Wickham. And this is where everything hits the fan. So now, apparently, no one can find Lydia. They're thinking that he has no intention of marrying Lydia. And the colonel thinks that he's not to be trusted. 
So Jane wants to, uh, Jane wants Lydia to, oh, not Lydia. Not, I wrote that wrong. Jane wants Elizabeth to come home as soon as possible. Now Elizabeth freaks out and runs to find her uncle. And then when she runs to the door, Darcy is standing there. I was like, yes. I thought this was going to be proposal time too. Oh. (laughs) But I was like, not the time, but also I'd love to see it. So Elizabeth bursts into tears and Darcy is immediately worried and trying to see what he can do. And I'm just imagining he opens the door and she's crying and he's just like, uh, hey. See, he probably wants to hug her and help her and he feels like he can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Elizabeth tells Darcy what happened and he seems to feel really bad for her. He ends up going away after comforting her for a minute. And in my head, I was like, oh, you know, I thought he was going to say, oh, I'll go find him, all that kind of stuff. But he doesn't say any of that. He just does it behind Mm -hmm. her back, which I don't know if I like that better, but I still like that he did it. Well, it's again, I mean, it's one of those um, totally breaking the ranks. That's mm-hmm. so improper for him to put himself in her family business. Yeah. You know? So that's why he can't, he can't tell anybody. I, I think if he could have managed to make her go home without letting the gardeners know, then yeah. no one would have known that, that Darcy was involved in it. Mm-hmm. But because he couldn't, he had to have somebody to help him deal with them. Yeah. yeah. He's, it's so out of his place. He should mm-hmm. not be there at all. True. So Elizabeth's aunt and uncle come back, and she told them what happened, and now they all immediately like pack up their stuff and leave. So chapter 47, everyone is trying to figure out why um, he wants to marry Lydia when she has absolutely no money, which is something I didn't understand either. Like, Because he didn't seem to think she was pretty. He didn't really like her, and she doesn't have any money. So I, I couldn't figure out why he was trying to even marry Lydia in the first place. Like, he wasn't trying to marry her, but trying to run away with her in the first place. Because he's got nothing better to do. She, They're obviously doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. So he's already taken her virginity. Yeah. If, let, let's just hope he's the one that took it. Yeah. So he, he's got somebody who thinks the world of him. So it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Lady Catherine. She wants people around her that tell her how awesome she is. Yeah. So he's, he's got someone around her, around him, that tells him how awesome he is. He can have sex with her whenever he wants. So he doesn't have to go out trolling for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, why not bring her along when he goes to run? But, yeah, there was no way he was ever, ever planning on marrying her. He's such a dirtbag. Yeah, he is. And I also hate Lydia, so. But she is, like, I, I have to say that she is a child, so it's not like, you know, she's at, still at that age where she could have had fun and, you know, enjoyed balls and let men flirt with her. So I. Well, in, in this day and age, he'd be arrested for kidnapping. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Cause she is literally a minor. She may have run away with him, but willingly. But uh, in this day and age... They would be, he'd be in jail for, for kidnapping and rape, not being yeah. forced to marry her. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I know that at the age of like 16, you still, it's not that you necessarily um, don't understand the world, but more, it's, I mean it more so like she was still trying to have fun and she was young and this guy convinces her, hey, you know, if you run away with me, we'll get married. And she's like, all right. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. So... Uh, this is the point where everyone's starting to realize that she, they think Lydia might be uh, living with him outside of marriage. 
which means that they are doing the dirty. Yes, ma'am. So Elizabeth's back home, and her dad is already in London looking for Lydia. And I'm just trying to imagine what, quote, looking for Lydia is. Like, are they going to everyone's door and banging on it and be like, open up, let me see. Or they're, like, how? They're that, the unseedy places, going to bars and stuff or, or taverns. Um, but also they they send out cards. So have you heard, you've heard the phrase, send my card around? Mm-mm. No. So in that day and age, um, to like to let people know you were back in town because you had a, a country house and a townhouse. Mm-hmm. So to let people know you were back in town, you literally sent out like a business card <laughs> to all the neighboring houses of mm-hmm. all of the, the society that you wanted to hang out with and let them know that you were in town. <laughs> or you'd get a card in return that says, I'm so happy to see you. Let's arrange lunch. Can you can you come to my house this time? They communicated via these little cards because they don't have cell phones or, you know, anything like that. So when they're looking for Lydia, they're probably sending their cards around to all of their contacts and their contacts are sending their cards around and their contacts are sending their cards around looking for Lydia. But at the same time, they can't trying to keep it from as little public knowledge as well, because it's going to ruin the entire family if it gets out that Lydia is living unmarried with a, you know, with a man. And yeah, yeah, they're probably sending their cards around looking for somebody who could tell them where Lydia is. Yeah. Yikes. So um, everyone's getting really nervous because there's been absolutely no marriage announcement because they thought, you know, she'll send one when it happens, but there hasn't been one. And uh, their mother is blaming the colonel's family that Lydia was staying with forever, letting Lydia out of their sight. But it's not their fault. But, like, I think Miss Bennett just likes having someone to blame. Or Mrs. Yes. Bennett. No, it is partially their fault. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you also can't control a girl as that much, you know? Like, you can't have an eye on them constantly. Mm. But, I, but that I day and age, in that day and age, you could. I also... I guess, yeah. you know, to me... A good part of it, it's Lydia's mom's fault. I mean, yeah. it's Mrs. Bennett's fault for letting her grow up to be that wild. Yeah. But if they'd had proper... If, if they had proper eyes on her, then it wouldn't have happened. Like, did they not have... Um, because, you know, I know I had to read Gone with the Wind. Not had to, but I read Gone with the Wind. And... Um, they always had to have a chaperone. Like they, they didn't. The girls didn't seem to ever have to have chaperones. No, and that's part of the problem because if you notice the upper class ladies, mm-hmm. like Mrs. Darcy and the Catherine's daughter, mm-hmm. the the cousin, they do always have chaperones. Okay. They're they're anytime they're walking in the park or whatever, mm-hmm. they have their companion with them. Yeah. So so that's where that governess would have come into play. Okay. They would have always had chaperones. They would not have ever been by themselves. So I'm guessing that's also why Lady Catherine looked down on them because they, these girls technically had no chaperone with them. So. I mean, they they were run wild. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't saying. ever see Mrs. Bingley by herself, do you, Miss Bingley? That's true. Miss, she had she had her her married sister with her anywhere she went, and, and her as, brother. And her brother. But, like, when it was just when they were, like, doing calls and stuff, she had the Mm -hmm. sister with her. And as a married woman, she's considered an appropriate chaperone. 
it's wild to me that's like we're like oh you know that's so bad that she didn't have that and it's like i can't imagine having to have a chaperone with me at all times yep she should have so uh mrs bennett says that she's going to make them marry and make sure that mr bennett does not fight wickham (laughs) so i'm like yeah okay um, in Lydia's note that she left to the colonel, she says that she's in love with uh, Wickham and that they do not need to tell their family because, quote, it'll be funny when she signs her name Lydia Wickham, unquote. She's so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it'll be quite funny having your entire family nervous and panicking for no reason. Yeah, she's just so stupid. Yeah. Uh, chapter 48. Everyone in town hates Wickham now, and he's in debt to everyone. Like, I think no one wanted to talk about it when they first started, when he first, like, started racking up debt, because, you know, a lot of families liked him, and they're like, oh, it's just us, but now it seems like everyone's talking about it, and everyone's realizing, oh, you all experienced the same thing. Yep. So, um, the, their uncle has, uh, joined the father in London, Um, to look for Lydia, but uh, they're not having too much success currently. So Collins wrote a a letter um, to Mr. Bennett that literally says, the death of your daughter would have been a blessing in comparison to, in comparison of this. And I'm like, first of all, that's terrible. Terrible. Second of all, read the room. And then... (laughs) He also says that he's thankful that he didn't marry Elizabeth so that he has not caught up in this, plus tells him to disown Lydia. And I'm like, mind your business. I know. He's just so ugh, high and mighty. I know. He's horrendous. So um, Wickham left a lot of money in gambling debts in Brighton. And um, so they finally find him and... The, oh, wait, no, they haven't found it. So their father's coming home while their uncle, uncle continues the search for Lydia. And Elizabeth also hasn't gotten another letter from Pemberley since she's gotten home. And she's like, oh, this is sad. And I'm like, it's because she's help- he's helping you. Like, <laughs> um, Mr. Bennett says uh, no officer is to pass through their house ever again, that he has learned to be cautious. He also says that Kitty will not be allowed to go to balls unless she's with one of her sisters. Kitty and Lydia are basically the same person. Yes. So, chapter 49. The housekeeper just told Jane and Elizabeth that their father got an express letter from their uncle, so they ran to find out what it's about. Their uncles found Lydia and Wickham, and they're not married, and there's no intention of them ever doing so, but their uncle is making them, and um, they're saying that Lydia will get 5,000 pounds when her parents die, plus 100 pounds per year, which is like what they, um, basically what Wickham demands, right? Oh, no? Did I mess it up? uh, It's a thousand pounds for each girl. Five thousand total. Oh, okay. I I know that's kind of a lot of money, but simultaneously also not that much, right? Not that much. But you think about Darcy gets 10,000 a year, Mm -hmm. and each girl will get a thousand one time. Okay. Yeah, so it's not that much. So uh, they're starting to suspect that their uncle helped to pay off some of the debts because apparently Wickham is not asking that much to marry Lydia, which I always thought that like men had to pay to marry the women, but now it's like he's getting paid to marry Lydia. No, women, women have, they have their dowries. Uh So 
so even though men would normally give something to the fathers, yeah, women are were coming with with tons and tons. Like Georgiana Darcy, mm-hmm. when when she gets married, she gets ten thousand pounds. Okay. So so that's why that's why what's his face wanted to marry Georgiana was mm-hmm. because on upon her marriage she inherits ten thousand ten thousand pounds. Like a year or just one time lump sum? I think it's just the one time lump sum, but okay. because because she is still a Darcy, mm-hmm. you know, she still is is able to draw support from from that community. True. True. So uh, Mrs. Bennett is now incredibly happy because she has a major mood shift, and now that Lydia is getting married, and can't wait to see Wickham. I hate her. Yeah, she's just whatever. She is what she is. Yeah, it's so annoying, though. So, chapter 50. Mr. Bennett is still not too happy about this wedding and refuses to pay for the wedding clothes. And Miss ben- Mrs. Bennett is like, uh, what? I know. All she cares about now is that Lydia looks pretty. I know. And it's like, you were just, like, swearing off your daughter five minutes ago, but whatever. So, Elizabeth admits to herself that if Darcy proposed right now, she would accept. And I'm like, yes. Yes. So, um, Wickham is quitting the militia and is going to go back into the army which means that they have to uh move north which miss mrs bennett is not very happy about and mr bennett is going to allow them to visit once they've been married but only once they've been married which i thought was like a big step for him because i know he didn't really want to but well now that lydia he's not the typical father so a yeah. lot of fathers wouldn't have let lydia back in the house just like mm-hmm. colin said but now that now that she's married i think he he enjoys like making fun of them so True. He, he wants them in the house just to one to keep his wife quiet and yeah. and two just to see what all the hubbub is about True. so chapter 51 lydia and wickham's wedding happened which no one in the family went to. Is that strange? That, except the uncle and aunt, I guess. It's it's strange because if it were if it were done properly, mm-hmm. if she had gotten married in a traditional way, then it would have been very strange. But because of the fact that they had been living together in sin and they had yeah. run away, it's not uncommon at all. They wouldn't want the girls exposed to them until they were married. Okay. So Mr. Bennett is not too happy to be there uh, while their mom is overjoyed and wishes them happiness. Um, And then Mr. Bennett hardly even speaks when he greets them. Lydia brings up that this is, it's literally only been three months since she was went away, went away and now she's married, which again, read the room because no one's happy about this. And she's like, I can't believe I'm so lucky. I'm the first one married. And I'm like, She's so stupid. Elizabeth got uh, so fed up with listening to Lydia that she walked out of the room, which I could relate to because I've definitely (laughs) done that. Um, Lydia is boasting about being married to anyone that will listen, and she says that she's sure her sisters envy her. And I'm like, no one envies you (laughs) at all. Like, you married a man that doesn't even love you. Um, Lydia is recounting her wedding day to Elizabeth, who really does not care, and she says that she's mad she wasn't able to go out to parties once her aunt and uncle had found her. (laughs) Mm. Your face right now is my exact face when I read it. Mm. I just, I I want, 
my, the whole time I'm, I'm reading this part and I'm like, just say, say your piece and be done. Leave mm -hmm. with your husband so we don't have to deal with you anymore. Yeah. So Darcy was at Lydia's wedding um, and Darcy told them to keep it a secret, but Lydia spilled it anyways. Unsurprising. Of course. Of yeah, course. Because Lydia cannot keep a secret. Uh, Elizabeth wrote a letter to her aunt to figure out what happened. And then uh, we're on to chapter 52. So Elizabeth got a huge letter back from her aunt. And she's like, yes, because you can't, you had to spill everything in this letter because it's so thick. So her aunt tells her that um, Darcy actually found Wickham first and told her aunt and uncle where they were. And then Wickham confessed to Darcy that he didn't plan on marrying Lydia because he wanted to find someone more well off than her. Because he's a trash bag. And then it sounded like Darcy gave him some money, and from the sounds of it, their uncle didn't really contribute, even though he wanted to. Uh, Darcy took care of everything, because he's a hero. Um, and then the aunt also says that she is absolutely super annoyed with Lydia. And her aunt says that uh, she really likes Darcy, and Elizabeth is regretting every mean thing she's ever said to Darcy. Yeah. So did you catch what else that the, the aunt's didn't she didn't say it outright but she hinted too greatly that she thinks no maybe not that she thinks Dar uh, elizabeth and darcy like each other or well no she says i thought you already knew this i thought you already knew this i thought darcy would have told you oh so this whole time this is, this whole time this is going on mm -hmm. they thought elizabeth already knew Oh, she thought like elizabeth helped orchestrate this yeah they they thought they assumed that because what other reason would there be for this strange mm -hmm. man to be all up in their family's business True. if not because of Elizabeth? So this whole time this was going on, even though Darcy took pains not to mention Elizabeth's name, they mm -hmm. thought that that's why she's like, I was so shocked to get your letter. We assumed you knew yeah. because because he did all this for Elizabeth. And and so her aunt and uncle already assumed that that they knew that Elizabeth knew everything that was going on. True. And because then, he's in love yeah. with her. I know. I didn't catch that part for some reason, to be mm -hmm. honest. What what chapter is it? It's chapter 52. Yeah. She says, um, uh, I have just received your letter and shall devote this whole morning to answering it as I foresee that a little writing will not compromise what I have to tell you. I must confess myself surprised by your application. I did not expect it from you. Do not think me angry, however, for I only mean to let you know that I had not imagined such inquiries to be necessary on your side. If you mm. choose to not understand me, forgive my impertinence. Your uncle is as much surprised as I am, and nothing but the belief of your being a party concerned would have allowed him to act as he has done. But if you are really innocent and ignorant, I must be more explicit. So they're saying he yeah. did this because he's in love with you. We all know that. If you don't know that, it's time for you to get the picture. Open your yeah, eyes. I did not read on the page. That. Oh my yeah. gosh. So I mean her aunt is basically telling her face to face or paper to paper, this all happened because this man is in love with you. And since you apparently don't realize that, 
time to get with the program, sweetheart. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love her aunt and uncle so much. I did not realize that. That's so funny. And then Wickham sits down by Elizabeth, and he is still low-key talking trash about the Darcy family. What a dirtbag, after he knows that they just helped him. It's just whatever. <laughs> so trash. Like They just did everything for him. And he's like, oh, but they're still the worst. And I'm like, uh, no, they're not. See, but in his mind, he never would have had to marry Liz, uh, never Lydia. Lydia, if Darcy hadn't just done what he wanted Darcy to do all that time ago. He thinks Ugh. that Darcy should just be supporting him outright. Such a dirtbag. But yeah, that's all that we're going to cover for this episode. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Amanda. Where can all the people find you? Oh, yes. Um, so I, uh, you can find me at amandafaybooks.com. Um, I am on uh, Facebook at uh, Facebook.com backslash Amanda Faye Books. Uh, you can find my, my profile. It's author Amanda Faye. Um, and you can find me on Amazon, uh, Amanda Faye Books. I, uh, my 10th book is released next week. No, so exciting. Well, by the time that this gets posted, it will have already been released. Uh, well, my, my, next, my 10th book then it, it has just been released. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I will catch you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. Uh, it's so much fun reading these, and I'm really just enjoying getting through Pride and Prejudice. If you all want to find me anywhere, I am at Barely Bookish on basically everything. I do have even a TikTok account, which I've been talking a lot about from Blood and Ash recently, so you can enjoy that. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, if you want to join the Barely Book Club, uh, we are on Discord, and you can find it by going to barelybookish.com slash connect. And... It's a lot of fun. Um, my logo was designed by my wonderful little sister, Sarah. Our theme song is from uh, freepd.com by Raphael Crux. It's called Video Game Blockbuster. And that's all I have for you. I will catch you all in the next one. Bye!